traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Cannabis Minority Report podcast. Uh, It is NCIA's platform for our global majority, a.k.a. minority voices in the industry. So I am your host for season four, Michael Muto. I'm the DEI manager here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. And we've been creating a lot of great DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion platforms here within NCIA. Each week, we will be interviewing an, an inspiring entrepreneur or cannabis of color and report on the news, either with stories specific to DEI in our industry or on hot button mainstream issues and providing our unique spin on it, of course. Uh, so also, we're going to roll out a, uh, a litany of co-hosts. We'll have a, a, a rotating uh, group of co-hosts that you'll see on with me every week. Um, not everybody the same week, of course. That's what makes it rotating. Um, and so we have a lot of great interviews lined up to this interview. I'm really excited for, and we have a lot of great interviews coming up uh, the rest of this month as well as next month as well. We've got a great uh, calendar of events for you. Um, but today we have Chris Jackson, uh, the vice chair of NCIA's board, as well as the owner of the Basketball League's Oakland County Pharaohs based in Lansing, Michigan. So we'll come back with a great, um, a, a better, I should say a better, a more proper introduction of Chris in just a little bit. But first, we're going to go ahead and go with the news segment. So for the news today, uh, I've got a couple stories here for you. And then some some really, uh, I think, interesting and unique news that is going to be what shows and makes our podcast a little bit different here. Uh, so the first couple of news stories. First, we have the making headlines. Uh, the firearms and cannabis. Some of you have probably already seen this making headlines in the news. A federal judge in Oklahoma ruled that it was unconstitutional for um, the uh, for, for for marijuana users to basically be denied the right to own a firearm. Um, the quote I have here: uh, "Government could not argue Jared Harrison's mere status as a user of marijuana justifies stripping him of his fundamental right to possess a firearm." The judge said that marijuana was not in and of itself a violent, forceful, or threatening act, and noted that Oklahoma is one of a number of states where the drug, still legal under federal law, can be legally bought for medical uses. So um, we're also expecting the Justice Department to appeal this, and this does stem from a Supreme Court ruling. What I want to say about this, you know, without getting into the politics specifically of gun control and everything that that, that can of worms can open up, um, I want to point out that this is really momentous in the sense of the cannabis movement. Because we're now starting to see the intersection between cannabis and other really hot button mainstream items. We're also seeing judges in you know, a very conservative place ruling in favor of what the industry uh, would like to see as well, which is more rights for users of cannabis and not being stigmatized uh, along, you know, in, in ways that maybe Reefer Madness would have said. I mean, I think it was really key uh, to, to point out that, you know, uh, that use of marijuana is not a violent, forceful or threatening act. Uh, whereas for the last hundred years in this country, we pretty much criminalized it as if it were uh, a violent act. And honestly, we then over police a lot of communities because of the fact. Right. So seeing this shift, uh, in, you know, amongst a federal judge in a conservative state in a conservative place, I think is is moving the needle 
And now it's up to us as an organization and all the advocates out there to keep pushing this needle forward um, so that we keep having these kinds of conversations. Um, the next story that I wanted to leave with here today, uh, and this is, is uh, keeping in line with uh, our guest today coming from the state of Michigan, is that Michigan is now number two. Uh, the only state that has sold that sells more cannabis now uh, in, in 2022 uh, was California. California, of course, being a much bigger marketplace than the state of Michigan. Right. Um, but Michigan is number two. Chris, you have something you want to add about this? No, I think you just hit it on the head. Actually, uh, first of all, what's happening, man? Thanks for for having me uh, and, and bringing me in on a conversation. We got a lot, a lot of good things to talk about. But um, I think that's the point you just mentioned it, right? California. I don't know how many times larger um, California is comparatively to Michigan, uh, but but for Michigan to you know we have a a, a a vast medical history, all things considered, related to cannabis, uh, but not so much in an adult use capacity, right? Um, just recently in 2018, and so I say just recently that was a little while ago now. But uh, the point is, we aren't as necessarily mature as a market as some of the others are related to adult use. Um, and, and really what it, what it says, in my opinion, I think we could talk more later, but what, what it says, in my opinion, is that um, it's a consumer's market. Uh, it speaks to the free market approach in cannabis, uh, opposed to the oligarchy approach in cannabis. And I, I mean, we can distinguish the two um, at any point, but um, it, it speaks to that and, and how consumers can actually be the beneficiaries. We talk a lot about businesses and, and their challenges or successes related to the industry, uh, but not enough about consumers having access uh, to the market the way that they should. And so I think Michigan, um, which is a joy to some and, 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 and not so much to others, right? Depending on where you fall, but um, I think Michigan is setting a good tone for being a consumer's market. Uh, now we just need to figure out the business part of it. But I'm excited to hear that. It's a good yeah. omen. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think that uh, you hit it on the head right there. Uh, you know, the, the oligarchy approach is, is prevalent in a lot of states. And those states are have fallen behind uh, what, what Michigan is doing uh, with much more of a free market approach, which is really, I mean, we're talking about cannabis and we're talking about the United States of America. Uh, we should see more of a free market approach. I mean, I'll, I'll say that 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 I will definitely uh, go ahead and add commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, absolutely. Um, a couple other uh, points here I wanted to to know. Um, you know, aside from the fact that two point three billion dollars in sales last year was was a good amount of sales, and to your point, it's a newer market, only a little over a year old, maybe two years old, something like that, for the adult use side of things, but a really a very deep medical state. Um, something else I want to point out is that the you know they are seeing we are seeing fewer caregivers and, and that really refers to the medical side of the market mm-hmm. um, producing cannabis since that you know the, it's no longer cost effective for their patients especially with the adult use and prices have really halved. Uh, that said, I know that you and a lot of other folks are working on uh, basically creating better business environments for uh, the businesses to be able to capitalize on a larger market that is uh, forging ahead. So just something to note, you know, is that obviously, of course, not everything is always just positive good news, but we can look at it and see that there is a lot of great news there. And we just have to be, again, vigilant and adamant in our advocacy and how we figure out how to construct things in the right way. So uh, that said, um, you know, and, and a nod to, to Chris's uh, shirt here, Black History Month, um, I wanted to highlight a few uh, Black History Black history, a few black owned businesses in the cannabis space um, that um, and, and one of them, of course, from Michigan, actually uh, following leaves. 
Uh, this is uh, Michael Webster has been a pioneer. You've been, I'm pretty sure Chris has actually been uh, at least one of these events, if not multiple, um, as showing your support, uh, you know, in your vice chair position, but also really, in, you know, just being a leader in the state of Michigan. Um, Fall and Leaves, they're, they're infused dinners. And this next one coming up is going to be February 26th, Sunday dinner. I, I don't know about everybody here, but Sunday dinner has been uh, really a, kind of a sacred thing for me for many years. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not religious. It's not about the religion for me, but it's about just being able to reset every week, being able to tap in with whoever I'm spending my time with on Sunday and really, you know, take time to to, to pay homage to the fact that we, we, we work hard <laughs> and that we have another week coming up. So Sunday dinner, it's going to be an infused dinner um, and uh, tickets and menus are available. We'll, we'll, we'll post the link here. Uh, I did look at the menu and it makes me what, wish I get out to Michigan this month. Uh, charcuterie, short ribs, trout, and there's even a vegan menu. So, you know, so this is some great news to see this happening in the state of Michigan. Uh, and and really, I'm looking forward to seeing Michael bring this uh, elsewhere. And if you are in Michigan, um, I really encourage you to stop by. Um, it, it was, I've been to two of them now. Uh, so the menu keeps getting better. It's always been exquisite, right? Um, but the menu gets better. The experience itself is one uh, that I've grown to appreciate because it's uh, a meet you where you are approach. Um, which is, is beneficial, particularly for the folks who are just curious about it and how it could impact them, right? I, 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 I'm generally not a infused edible intake person, right? I, I prefer the flower. Um, so it was an experience for me though, and and they do a great job of not only explaining where you're eating, where you can find the the infused portions of the meal. But throughout that process, they'll they'll you'll be here, then they'll break to bring you back down, right, in a responsible manner for you to then finish up um, over the course of you know, two and a half or three hours, right? And so uh, it's one of those experiences where uh, not only do you have an opportunity to eat, uh, but you have an opportunity to really network and fellowship with the folks who are around you because that's a, a good amount of time to be in a space with other people uh, that are at different levels in life and or at different levels in terms of how they choose to partake with cannabis. And so it's a really cool experience. So if you're in Michigan, make sure you come out. That's awesome. There we go. So, I mean, and, and honestly, uh, so, so Vince, our show's producer, first off, shout out to Vince Chandler here. Uh, Vince has been at the helm, you know, at the helm, I should say, you know, behind the scenes, really doing all of the grunt work to make sure that this show has been going for four seasons now. Uh, you know, amazing producer. I believe Vince is an Emmy winning producer, I want to say, of something or other. I know that he's gotten a lot of awards, and rightly so, because he does amazing work. And, and his work is really about advocacy and pushing the envelope in a responsible manner, not just in cannabis, but in other places as well. So really stoked to have uh, Vince as our show's producer. And, you know, I know you guys don't get to see him firsthand, but I really appreciate working with Vince all the time. There he um, there, there, oh, there he goes. All it was right. quick. It was quick. You had to be watching. <laughs> just there and there and there and back. Uh, awesome. Um, so I was going to say, oh, the reason I brought that up is... Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. 
because uh, Vince, uh, maybe we can uh, pull a clip up there and send that over to Michael Webster because I think that was a great testimonial uh, and, and speaking to what uh, you can expect at one of these infused dinners. Um, so, so, so Michael, I'll be waiting on my paycheck too. You know what that's awesome. Nice. There you go. Okay, some royalties there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right. A couple other uh, businesses I want to make sure we highlight here: uh, Urban Flavors. Um, so, Urban Flavors is a delivery service in. In Northern California, uh, they're based in the East Bay. They also do some some business. I believe uh, you can you can order from them if you're in the central uh, Central California and the Central Valley as well. Um, but the reason I, I want to highlight them today, uh, aside from the fact again that it is a black owned business, um, you know Mario Vital and Ladarius McKenzie are actually also new committee members uh, at the NCIA, uh, the DEI committee. Uh, that's Mario and the Marketing Advertising Committee. That's Ladarius. Um, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing this company, which I think has been building things the right way for several years now. Uh, be, you know, so engaged and be a, such a great part of our organization. Um, you know, the little snippets and pieces that I get to hear from uh, from actually John Quinn, uh, who's brought them into the fold, uh, is is this building the right way by listening to the consumer, hearing what their consumers want, uh, really knowing how to tap into the marketplace and building slowly and steadily so that they can be sustainable and be here for the long run. Another thing that's really uh, awesome about this company is that they're very passionate about creating pathways in the industry for formerly incarcerated folks and folks that have been impacted by the, the, the war on drugs in such a negative and disproportionate manner. Um, and, I, and I say that to say that, look, this is a company that's actually living and doing it. They're not just, hey, we would like to do this. And then three years later, they might have an initiative or throw some money at another company. This is a company, if you get to know them, they're really doing that work in the community. This is how they hire. This is who they work with. This is you know who makes up the leadership team. So you know it's who they are. Um, so just a company that I want to make sure we highlight today, um, you know, with respect to Black History Month, but also just honestly with respect to the industry and the direction that we like to see things going. Um, and then the last company I wanted to bring up today, uh, Shakti Greenlit. Um, now, uh, this is, I have the pleasure of working on, on the New York Social Equity Roundtable. Uh, that's a, that's a, an initiative here at NCA where we uh, provide feedback to uh, public comments for the regulations in New York. And we, we organize with a lot of other associations and organizations that are doing this kind of work in New York. Um, some of them are national, some of them are local. Uh, one of these groups, Black and Brown Economic Power in Cannabis, BB Epic, uh, is, is, was founded by and is run by um, a, a couple that I really uh, think are, are, are you know, making a great impact in this industry. Um, and uh, they have, uh, on the other side of things, they also have a product and it's called Shakti Greenlit Full Spectrum Cannabis Energy Shot. It's the first full spectrum cannabis energy shot on the East Coast. Uh, you know, to throw this out here, you know, and more, he put this on, on his own on the social media. So I feel comfortable stating this here is, you know, uh, he was charged as an adult at the age of 14 for the sale of cannabis to another minor. You know, I'm just going to say that again. This, this guy was at 14 years old, was charged as an adult for selling cannabis to another minor. This was very common, not only all over the country, but in New York, during, especially during the, the stop and frisk. Uh, era uh, and, and even before that, before they even gave it a name. Uh, so getting to see this company now on shelves in Massachusetts, this company now, their founders doing the advocacy work. Again, this is the kind of work we need to see in this industry. This is the results that we're looking for in this industry. So it was really um, just just awesome to see them on the, all these shelves in the state of Massachusetts, looking forward to seeing them everywhere in the country. Uh, and they're all about the plant and the natural medicine aspect of that. So their products are going to reflect that. So I just want to kind of bring that up today. I think that, uh, again, it's another great, uh, you know, company to highlight. I will also note that none of these companies are, are, you know, they're not sponsoring us and trying to get us to, you know, just mention them here. This is, you know, if you are listening and watching this and you want, you know, to, you have an announcement you'd like to make, uh, you'd like to tell us about your company, 
um, go ahead and reach out. I go. I went ahead and pulled these, of course, from my conversations and from you know following LinkedIn and Instagram. But if there's anything you want to specifically have us highlight in the show, please reach out and we'll go ahead and do our best to get it on the show here. So that all said, I believe it's now time for our interview. Uh, so um, I want to show conversation. I didn't conversation. Know. It's a conversation. All right, there we go. All right, <laughs> and um, you know, and that's just you know to, to that point. Look, I want to introduce Chris here because Chris is somebody I've had the pleasure of working with for several years now behind the scenes at the NCIA. Uh, Chris has done a lot of just pioneering work and a lot of important work, uh, you know, to, to really blaze trails here at the National Cannabis Industry Association. I met Chris, um, I want to say four years ago, but something like that by now at, uh, at an industry social that we had in Chicago. Neither of us, you know, we didn't know each other, didn't know who each other was, anything like that. We we're trying to figure our own ways out. Uh, within within this this massive industry and the and, and the association, and um, you know, several years later, now here we are, continuing to work in these ways, and it's a testament to you, you know, the organization and, and their willingness to work with us, but also to the individuals such as Chris that have been pushing that envelope and saying, hey, you know what, we need to see better representation, and it needs to be more than just nominal, it needs to be more than just you know on paper. There needs to be like voices in the room that are heard uh, on a regular basis, so it becomes organic, it becomes natural. And I think that's what we've really been able to create here. And, you know, Chris, I just really appreciate getting to work with you and getting to kind of see how you operate and are able to, you know, really achieve results uh, by doing this kind of stuff. So, uh, Chris, you know, um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us here. And uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, having this conversation here today. No, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's see. I got a few things here. Um, oh, I should also note that Chris is the owner of the Oakland County Pharaohs. Uh, based in, uh, well, they were the Lansing Pharaohs last year. They now have uh, moved to Pontiac, uh, Chris's hometown, um, to be the Oakland County Pharaohs. I got to go to a game last year, and it was a really awesome experience. Um, I had never been to a, uh, a, 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 it was the basketball league. So the basketball league, and I'll let Chris uh, tell, tell you more about this specifically, but, uh, you know, really professional league and just really awesome, high-quality uh, level of play in a very intimate setting. It was really an awesome experience experience um and, and we can talk more about that later but um the first thing i want to ask you man is uh you know I, I haven't gotten a chance to ask you this on any of our other calls so i figured i'd ask you this today um but you had some interesting new year's eve plans or new year's plans i think um well, curious to, to hear about kind of how things went for you yeah you know, it was it was cool man um I, I generally don't do much uh it's like two times a year where i'm just uber reflective you know what i'm saying <laughs> where i'm just like in my own head, and it's it's usually on my birthday and on New Year's, um, and, and so you know made a conserv conservative effort to to get out and do something, but do different types of things. And so we ended up um, going to a um, it was it was a a clue based um, clue like the board game based murder mystery dinner. Um, which was which was dope, right? I, I would never imagine that I would do something like that. Uh, everybody had to dress in kind like one of the characters from Clue. So you just had like the wildest colors throughout the entire night. Um, and the timing matched up perfectly. It ended basically right as the ball was dropping to bring in the new year. So, so that was a really cool, unique experience. And then shortly after that, went on the first cruise in my life, actually. So... Um, went to, uh, it was, it was a Bahamas based cruise. So ended up going to the Bahamas and, and I'm a history geek nerd for sure. So 
seeing in the history of where all of like a lot of my favorite um, you know, Viking slash pirate stories are now saw and, and everything related to it. Uh, I didn't mean to say Viking. I just finished watching the show about Vikings, but pirate shows in particular. Um, so it, it was cool just to have the experience. Um, I'm, I'm apprehensive about water, period. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the guy you're going to see in water a lot. Um, but, but it was a cool experience and I, I recommend if, if you haven't taken time to yourself to just go do something somewhere else, um, not all the way remote, but, but relatively remote just to refresh, take that trip in, 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 in this quarter, um, if you can, because I, I think it just resets a lot of perspective going into what will be hopefully a great year for everybody. You know what I mean? Awesome. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing, man, and uh, and, and the encouragement out there too. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of being on the water or in the water. Um, I, I do, I do love being at the water. Uh, I love seeing right. water, um, and then I'm getting more used to being in the water too. I mean, but uh, but yeah, the the, the water is beautiful, but it definitely has some trepidation for me too. I mean, it's yeah, it's water, right? Thanks again, Chris. Thanks again, Vince. Everybody, have a wonderful day, wonderful rest of your week, whatever day of the week it is that you're listening to this on. Take it easy and talk soon. Bye, everybody. The Cannabis Minority Report is a production of the National Cannabis Industry Association. Hosted by Mike Lamuto, directed by Vince Chandler. Our producers are Bethany Moore and Aaron Smith, and our executive producers are Vince Chandler and Mike Lamuto. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.